back to the LGBTQ plus ATX series to celebrate LGBT plus history month in the US. As some of you may know, I am dedicating a series to those who are part of this community in the tech industry, just to give a bit of insight to their successes and celebration really. So our next guest is Miriam. She is a software developer at Cision and I believe she's going to give us a bit of insight to her story and her experience in the tech industry. So thank you very much for joining us today, Miriam. Do you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background to you? I'm Miriam Hayes. I'm a software developer at Cision and I've been a software developer for about 10 years. I've worked for various companies. I'm actually originally a furniture designer. Oh, that's cool. Oh, what made you change that then? Well, that's part of my, I guess, part of the Sorry. first question. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, we'll get straight into it then. So how did you get into the tech industry? <laughs> well, so I have a pretty extensive tech background. I wouldn't classify myself as a genius or amazing or whatever, but um, my, growing up, my dad, he did programming and punch cards when he was in college. And he taught us logo when we were young and we learned basic and C. We went to computer camp when we were younger. And, uh, but I pursued the arts because I was more interested in art. I went to art school and learned design and uh, worked as a furniture designer for about five or six years. And then when we moved to Texas, it was just easy to do web design. And I wasn't finding design jobs, so I found web design work. And I got into iPhone programming, and then I got a job. It's pretty much history after that. I guess it would, this was in 2010, and I was just lucky that somebody said, oh, you're you know, learning. I was taking a class at ACC at the time. And, you know, saying you're learning for iPhone programming and I got hired uh, as a contractor, like a junior developer. So I did that for two years and then I got into Ruby on Rails and I've been doing that for about eight years. I actually got out of it um, about three years ago and I've been doing Java since then. Oh, okay. Okay. And are you enjoying that a bit more? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I like them both. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you've had quite an exciting journey there and uh, found it very interesting that you were a furniture designer before. I've always thought I'd be amazing at something like that, but here I am working in staffing. So there we are. So yeah, how did you find the process of entering the tech world? And I know you touched on it a little bit in terms of getting introduced, but in uh, sort of, if you can go into a bit more detail about how you found the process entering the tech world, that'd be amazing. Um, I mean, at the time, you know, iPhone programming was really in its infancy and it was, I think, easier to get a junior design or a junior programming position at the time. I've definitely noticed that over the last 10 years, it's become harder and harder to enter the tech industry as a junior. Um, you know, they expect a lot of experience, but not a lot of pay. And uh, you're competing with a lot of other people for those positions. But I found it relatively easy. I just, I think I found a job on Craigslist. I applied and I went in for the interview and I got the job and it was very, you know, and actually they gave me like a little like test project to work on as my first project. It was very much like, let, let's see, you know, I think that things really, you know, want to express, I think things have changed a lot since then. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think I actually had a call the other day with Kata, who works at WP Engine. I'm sure you'll hear about her 
podcast when it comes out as well and she was mentioning because she started a couple of years ago and recently got a job over there and she was saying there's so many junior developers who are looking to get into work but the opportunities just aren't there or they expect a certain amount of experience before you get your foot in the door which obviously makes things hard for people. Almost the same vein is that you know having been at this for 10 years When I apply to jobs, people are expecting that I'm a senior level developer, which yes, in some cases I am, but I found that the barrier of entry into a senior level position is maybe almost as hard as getting a junior level position, you know? How are you finding that at the moment then? Are you, are you, so what, what your software developer uh, won't be trying to steal your decision just yet, but are you looking to get into that in the future then? I'll just say that I've interviewed a lot and uh, I've had pretty mixed success. Well, not even mixed success. I'm good at getting interviews and going to interviews and not good about getting offers. We'll have to help you with the interview process and hopefully we can we can come in handy for that. So obviously, you, you know, you mentioned you've been in the industry for 10 years. I imagine you've achieved pretty big things whilst you've been working in the industry. So what would you say are your biggest achievements so far? I don't really feel like there have been like big job achievements for me. Um, you know, maybe just getting hired and getting, you know, moving to a, a couple of different companies. But probably my, is this even an achievement? I came out as trans at my last job and I feel like that went pretty well. And I think that's been kind of my big achievement. Absolutely. That's a big achievement. I can't imagine how that was to come out as trans but congratulations and well done for doing so and it's good to hear that you had a positive experience with that because quite a few of the trans candidates that we have worked with previously it's not always been the case so it's good to see that you know you're happy and fully able to be yourself was that a decision or was that at the previous role yeah it was at my previous job oh okay lovely and what, what company was that for silver car Oh, I've never not actually heard of them, but that's good you were supported in that as well. So yeah, absolutely. That's a big achievement. Is there any particular projects that you've enjoyed working with? Silvercar, well, I guess I'll explain a little bit. They're a company, they're owned by Audi. We were, well, we were bought out by Audi uh, while I worked there. And they have a hardware product that goes in cars and basically is designed to track fuel and mileage and some other things. Actually, it can unlock the cars, pop the trunk, that kind of thing. Um, so it was like a rental company that we have hardware in the cars and you can theoretically you can start the reservation without anyone being there because the app can unlock the car. It's pretty cool. I wasn't directly involved in the hardware, although we were somewhat involved in designing the software for it. And it was you know, definitely the most interesting thing that I've worked on in my career. Sounds extremely interesting. And again, back to what sounds like a very good company to work for as well. Jumping on to the next question then. Obviously, you're based in Austin, if I am correct. Yes. Yes, good. Uh, (laughs) Technically, I'm not, I don't actually live in Austin anymore, but. Oh, do you not? Where do you live at the moment? I mean, we're like Austin Metro. We're in Elgin. 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, our offices are just opening, so I'm not too familiar with the area at the moment, but I will be definitely getting acquainted soon. So, I mean, Austin and tech scene in general then, what do you like most about the Austin tech scene? I think everyone is really friendly and really welcoming. And one of the things I noticed when I got into the Ruby community uh, earlier in my career, that everyone was just super nice, super helpful. You know, the meetups were really fun. Of course, it's Austin. Everyone likes drinking, which... Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll fit in well. Definitely a social activity. Um, yeah, no, just I've never really met anybody, you know, too many really terrible people in the Austin tech industry. That's, that's got good little, to hear. got a little of the Texas friendliness, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've actually not been at Coltec that long, but everybody I've spoken to has been more than friendly, which I'm excited about because obviously we'll be moving over there shortly. But yeah, no, amazing. And it sounds like you're enjoying yourself. Is there sort of anything that you've seen in the news recently that you're excited about or in the tech industry that you've seen recently? I'm actually just about to go into a order of learning go, so that'll be fun. Oh, Nice. Exciting. Just for context, me and Miriam actually met on Women Who Could. I believe that's the right one, isn't it? Women Who Could. Yeah. Sorry, if I'm, I might have to put subtitles because my accent is a bit strange and misunderstandable. But yeah, so I mean, if anyone's listening to this and is passionate about women in tech, feel free to join. I think it's for women, isn't it? I've, I could be wrong. Yeah, um, so, I so I'm actually, so like since 2018, I've been an organizer with the Women in Code Ruby Tuesday meetup. Ah, lovely. So you're one of the organizers there then? Yeah, we, we've we been running it online for like almost two years now. But uh, we used oh. to have an in-person, my company used to host our in-person meetup, um, which was pretty fun. It was a Amazing. And have you managed to do any in-person events this year? No, and, and the Women Who Code organization said they're not allowing anyone to do it, at least for the rest of the end of the year. So. Yeah, so hopefully for 2022, we'll keep our fingers crossed a bit. Maybe. With COVID, you never know. You never know, but we can we can hope and hope and pray. Well, we hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be throwing an event with the Austin Women in Tech in March. We're hoping it's going to be in person. But again, like you said, we, we never know and uh, we've got to keep strict about these things to make sure that everybody's safe. Moving on to the future then, what are your ambitions and plans for the future? I want to get out of tech. You want, want to get to be, out of tech? Yeah, I want to go back to uh, being a furniture designer. Oh, dear. What do you miss about it? I just, well, I mean, I do work. I mean, not much, but, you know, I do a lot. And I weld, I do woodworking, I've done a lot of concrete precast concrete work. Um, but I've also really enjoyed, since the pandemic, I've got a number of new 3D printers that I like building and building stuff with them. So trying to figure out how to make a business out of it. I just really enjoy, you know, building stuff. And actually I do a lot of 3D designs too. It, I used to do it full time and, you know, pretty much make money doing it. So I want to figure out how to do it again. Absolutely. Well, the main thing is being happy. So you're looking to get out of the tech industry then. Are you, do you reckon you'll be in it for much longer, sort of years, months? Yeah, I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Uh, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, obviously, it's uh, exciting to hear that you're following your passions. 
you know, great successes during your time in the tech world then as well. I guess that leads on to our final question then in terms of what you think the tech industry could do to encourage more people from the LGBTQ plus community to get into the tech field, whether that's, you know, through education or making sure that they they take a big stance on being a big advocate for diversity inclusion. What do you think that the tech industry and organizations could do to be able to improve that? Just hire a lot of <laughs> queer people so that when they hire queer people, that there already be a lot of queer people at the company. But, you know, I think a big one for obviously for trans people is trans healthcare covered on the health insurance plans. You know, that's kind of like right now the dividing between good companies and bad companies as far as not bad companies, but like, you know, the premium jobs are the ones that offer covered trans healthcare. Um, and there's other healthcare stuff, you know, good doctors and facility care for, you know, both cis and trans men, cis women, but, you know, having employee resource groups. And the other thing is having queer people in positions of power and obviously people of color as well. But yeah. it's all well and good to say and hire and recruit uh, queer people. But if your leadership team is all a bunch of white men, it just doesn't hit home the same way. Absolutely. I was reading something today. There was a woman, Diane Lou, or you, I think her name was. And she works for a company in New York. And she was explaining the importance of having a diverse team and often the best decisions come from a team of people that come from different backgrounds diversity culture-wise um gender for me it's crazy to hear that in in these you know the health insurance that you get with companies that some of them don't actually offer healthcare you know options for trans women and men i wasn't actually aware of that so Thank you for bringing that to light. And I think anybody who is listening could be from my own lack of knowledge from it, which obviously I definitely need to learn more on this topic. We Everybody can do, be doing more to raise awareness on that. And hopefully this, this podcast will do that as well. I probably sound like a broken record, but here at Coltech, I am going to be working very hard to increase the diversity, inclusion, representation within the tech industry. So uh, like I said, I wanted to do these series of podcasts to bring light to the successes of those within the LGBT plus community to celebrate the successes and, you know, raise awareness for things that we might not necessarily know ourselves. So hopefully this will shed some light on this matter. And thank you very much, Miriam, for joining us today. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add at all. Respect people's pronouns. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes and put them in your signatures and bios <laughs> perfect lovely well thank you so much Miriam it's been a pleasure speaking I'm sure we will be catching up soon and I'll have to contact you when I get to Austin and uh, see what furniture you can build me <laughs> perfect well thank you so much we'll catch up soon see you later okay bye bye